Donald Trump wants to take the stand in his own defense. At least that's what he told Hugh Hewitt earlier today. Take a listen. So if you have to go to trial, will you testify in your own defense? Oh, yes, absolutely. You'll well, take well, the stand. That I, would, that I look forward to. Former Trump attorney Tim Parlatori joins me now. Tim, as Trump's former attorney, do you think him taking the stand at a trial would be a good idea? You know, personally, I don't like any of my clients taking the stand in a criminal case. Uh, it's not something they're required to do. And I have not generally had any clients take the stand unless they first undergo a very rigorous cross-examination by me and pass. And more times than not, when they're going through that process, they say, all right, Tim, stop, time out. I don't believe myself. I'm not testifying. So um, I, I can't say it being a good idea here either. I can't help but think about the, the last time he kind of testified in his own defense. It was uh, when he was deposed in the uh, E. Jean Carroll civil case. Right. Um, and it was a videotaped uh, deposition. And there was one moment where he confused the woman suing him with his second wife, Marla Maples. Um, and then uh, right. there was this moment when he was asked about that infamous quote about grabbing women by their genitals. Take a listen. It's true with stars that, that they can grab women by the well, that's what it's if you look over the last million years, I guess that's been largely true. Not always, but largely true. Unfortunately or fortunately. Unfortunately or fortunately. I mean, it seems like putting him on the stand would be risky. It is. And that's kind of an illustration of of why it's an uncontrolled environment. You don't know necessarily what the client's going to say. You know, even a very well-practiced client uh, can can say things that they would regret after the fact. So um, you try to you try to remember a trial is a pre presentation for the jury where you're going to try and control it as much as you can, and that's an uncontrollable risk. Yeah, and try to avoid it. To say the least, he's he's not the most disciplined on message individual I've ever met. Um, today on Mar-a-Lago, at, at the same at the same time. Yeah, I'm Go sorry. Ahead. At the same time, constitutionally, a defendant has the right to do it, and even if the lawyer says this is the worst idea in the world, the the client can do it anyway. So, oh, yeah, it's a choice, and it's televised, of course. Um, today, a Mar-a-Lago yeah. uh, <laughs> IT worker uh, struck a deal with uh, Special Counsel Jack Smith's office. The employee has agreed to testify in order to avoid prosecution. How nervous do you think this makes Donald Trump? And this is in the classified documents case. Um, and could we begin to see more people flip cooperating with prosecutors as these cases intensify? I mean, it is a common uh, theme in any one of these cases where you have somebody who's being threatened with prosecution and, you know, they see their co-workers being arrested and charged and told, hey, if you just come in and tell us the story that we want to hear, you can avoid being charged yourself. So... Yeah, I do think that it's something to be concerned about. Uh, at the same time, uh, you know, what's he going to say? Is it something that can be backed up? Is it something that can be cross-examined on? You know, I, I don't know that it's really going to really significantly change the case any more so than, uh, than the surveillance video, I think, is the bigger hurdle that they would have to overcome. Well, I, I mean, I suppose it would just be more testimony if somebody, if, if there is testimony that Donald Trump instructed somebody to destroy right. evidence 
that's obstruction of justice. Mm -hmm. not, that, not that it was destroyed, but that if he told somebody to do it, and if this IT guy would testify right. that he was instructed to do it, that's evident, further evidence of obstruction of justice. Correct. It would be. Uh, it, and I don't know whether he's going to say that Donald Trump told them directly or whether it was told through an intermediary, which that would change the admissibility and a lot of issues with it. We're also getting new insight on a key piece of evidence in, in the in the doc, classified documents case. ABC News reported that Trump's lawyer, Evan Corcoran, uh, recorded voice memos uh, that showed that he warned mm -hmm. the, Donald Trump the FBI might raid Mar-a-Lago if he didn't comply with the Justice Department subpoena to return the documents. Uh, another attorney later warned Corcoran if he pushed Trump too hard to comply, quote, he's going to go ballistic. Um, does this new reporting paint the president's mindset, uh, mindset, in your opinion, accurately that he would have gone ballistic if pushed to comply with the, the subpoena? And, and if you would, talk about the crime fraud exemption here uh, sure. when it comes to getting information that's, that normally uh, would have, be protected by attorney-client privilege. Sure. I, look, I've read all of these notes, um, and you know, obviously, it's still under seal. It's not something I can, you know, just release. But at the same time, you know, this article takes some of the highlights uh, out of the out of the notes and doesn't really, unfortunately, give the full context because the full context of this conversation largely is standard attorney-client discussions about when you receive a subpoena, what are the left and right limits. Sure, there's a lot of Trumpisms added in there. It's a little bit uh, more meandering at times. But at the same time, it is exactly what is classically attorney-client communications. I will say, you know, you asked me about the crime fraud exception. There is one piece of it that I would concede under the government's theory would be discoverable under the crime fraud exception. We didn't know this at the time because, you know, we litigated this motion where we weren't allowed to see their papers. And when they got up in court to speak, they told us we had to leave the room. So now that I see the indictment and I know their theory, I would say that the portion where he's talking about when he's going to come back, when he's going to do the search and where he's going to do the search, that portion would be discoverable under the crime fraud exception based on their theory that he had Walt move boxes the night before. So I think that that part would be discoverable. So not uh, the, the part, part in the ABC article. No, no, and not the part about that he would go ballistic because the actual context of that is not that Evan was warned um, that he would go ballistic, but rather that another lawyer was warned by a campaign lawyer. And the campaign lawyer said, oh, don't push him to comply with the subpoena because he'll go ballistic. So when the two criminal lawyers got together, they discussed what the campaign lawyer had said. And they said, OK, you know what? We're going to ask him anyway. They did. And Trump said, go, sure, do, go ahead and do the search. What was the other so point you were going to make? With the full context is a very with the full context is a bit different. OK, there was another point you were going to make. I don't know if you remember what it was. Uh, probably not. <laughs> okay. Tim Parlatori, but. really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you.